Welcome to Our Imperfect Life, the podcast addressing the unscripted reality of daily life. Now, here are your hosts, Rob and Patricia. Well, hello there. My name is Rob. And I'm Patricia. Welcome back to another exciting podcast episode of Our Imperfect Life. With friends. And we have a very nice friend with us today. Um, Someone, I think, who takes the principles in a direction we haven't really gone in. And we will today. Kirsty takes it down a different avenue. And she gets into the the physical part as well. Uh, She's experienced a lot of pain for a long time. and Yeah, chronic pain for a very long time, including anxiety. Feeling of just worthlessness, I would say. And found the principles. And through that process, she, uh, she's she been able to, to work out both that mental well-being as well as physical well-being as well. Yeah, she's just incredible. I absolutely love talking to her on a normal day-to-day basis. She's so kind and gentle. And I think that you'll see that when you listen to this podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. I'd like to welcome Kirsty. Oh, I, I would try to say your last name. I can give it an attempt. Ustvik, but I think O would probably work best. I'm thinking, Kirsty. Welcome to Our Imperfect Life. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great being here. Yeah, we're very excited to welcome you. And we connected through um, Amy Johnson's course to be change coaches. And I just loved your nature. And I just loved your gentleness. And I would love for you to tell our listeners all about yourself. So let's start with how life looked. And then we can move into how life looks now and anything else you'd like to talk about. Yeah, I came across Dr. Amy Johnson and his understanding just a little over two years ago. And at the time, I was really struggling with anxiety in particular. And I was so stressed. And I was still having a lot of pain in my pelvic area. I have had this um, pelvic condition, pain condition for 11 years since being pregnant with my my son, my mm-hmm. second child. When I came across this understanding, I, I listened to some podcasts, can't remember who, but I didn't understand a word. <laughs> I didn't understand <laughs> anything. Except that there's some truth in this. There's something here. Mm-hmm. So that sparked some kind of hope, I think. And we have been talking about Google and how, how big that is and how you can get totally lost. But somehow I Googled and I found Dr. Amy Johnson and her newsletter. And that's when things started to look a bit more easy because I was on the verge of not wanting to continue living. That's so bad. Mm. anxiety was sorry i get a bit emotional no that's okay because our stories it's so similar because you just don't know what what the next day is going to bring where where is that piece that you're searching for coming from i know for me that's what it was and i say i really didn't want to die but i also could not live this way any longer it was it's painful i think it that the anxiety is so painful. So I, I hear you and my heart goes out to you with that. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely had that experience. Like you said, I, I didn't want to die. Obviously, we don't want to die. But we sometimes struggle and suffer so much that we don't want to live the way we do. And what this understanding gave me was to begin with hope. Mm-hmm. And my first insight was that I am not broken. And that was so big to me because I I always thought, or or as anxiety progressed or, or became worse and pain became worse, I felt like a prisoner in my body and imprisoned by my, my brain, my mind. And it felt like something I had to fight. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't on the same team. Like I 
was or my body and my brain were working against me and that's that's not the way it is Mm -hmm. that's not the way it is but that's the way it felt to me and to to just know even though there was just as like a sliver of hope I knew this is true Mm -hmm. there's something true here and I am not broken and I just clung to that hope uh and when I went through the little school of big change uh, and then heard about the change coach training Something inside of me just, I just knew I had to do it because the way this understanding has helped me, I just had to do it. Even though I didn't know, can I be a coach? Can I help others? I don't know. I just have to try. I just have to do this Uh, because the difference is you cannot compare it to when you go to see someone like a therapist, even though they are well-meaning, everyone wants to help people struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever it is. But starting from a place of we know you're well, we know that this is just some sticky psychology and we know that psychology is really changeable. It's not permanent. It's just like we've talked so many times about weather and to, to some that's a cliche and that's a, perhaps a, an analogy that is difficult to grasp. But to me, that makes so much sense. We are, we really are the blue sky and the sun. And it's always there behind the passing clouds and the thunder and the lightning and storms, whatever passes, the sky is not ruined. The sun never disappears. It's always there. And that's who we are mm-hmm. at our core. That's that's the part that always that always resonated to me, Kirsty, is the fact that when that was explained about the weather, how if you th- if you think about it, the clouds that are there, they're just there, but above those clouds it's still that blue sky and the sun that we talk about. So in its most simplistic, it's in simplicity there, it's, it just makes so much sense to me as well that we basically, we, well, we're not necessarily the weather, but we are, we are the consistent constant of the weather, I guess. The constant of the sky. And I think that's the first time I heard that. That's like, that was big for me when I heard that for the first time, you know, three years ago, I'm like, what? I'm okay. I'm always, always okay. And it's just thought that's the weather that's going through. Like that's, that's something I think you should teach somebody in kindergarten. (laughs) You know, we should, we should put this, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think if people just knew this, if, and, and more people are getting to know this all the time, but we just have to keep spreading it because it's, it's, uh, hopeful and it's um, yeah. it's so important to to spread a different message than oh there's something wrong with you you need to fix yourself or we need to fix you it's so different to be met with i know you are struggling i know this this anxiety or this pain or whatever it is is real right now yeah. but i also know that underneath that you are okay and to be met with that it's so empowering and with with pain as well. I struggled with chronic pain in some way from the age of 11. And the way I can see it now, it's that's my brain's chosen protection mechanism, because our brains are always looking to protect us. And chronic pain is one way. Anxiety is one way. And with with chronic pain, it's so easy to to go to the symptom and try and fix the symptom. And Obviously, because it's it's what we do. We don't want to be in pain, and that's so that's so normal. But chronic pain can mean so many 
other things. It can be a message about so much other stuff than the, the tissue damage that may or may not be there anymore. So it's so much more fluid. Pain isn't as solid as many people think. And I know when I was told that, oh, your pain is, is painful, we know, but it's not dangerous. I just wanted to punch them. Yeah, I wanted to punch them in the face because to me, it was dangerous. I mean, I was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I had a stair lift. I was uh, crawling on the floor. I couldn't walk in, in. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't drive my car. I was in so much pain and I was so afraid. I was so afraid because I didn't believe it when people told me, oh, your pain isn't dangerous. To me, it was because it was so debilitating. And it took a long time to start to slowly trust my body. It was through a a therapist who taught me a few exercises and stuff. And when I met with him uh, via Skype, it's an Australian therapist who specializes in this condition that I have. And that was the beginning for me to start learning something about pain science, modern pain science, combined with modern brain uh, science. and then when I came across this understanding, it's like the last piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, because stress, when you, you're trying to get out of pain or you're trying to fix yourself because you feel that you're broken, either physically or mentally or the whole thing, like with me, everything felt broken. Uh, that leaves you with so much tension and stress in your body. And when you don't know where that stress is coming from and you don't you don't trust your body and you don't trust your mind Mm -hmm. you feel pretty lost Mm -hmm. so what i hope to do and what i do when i speak with clients or speak with people is try to point them to to this this innate house that we have point them to where stress is really coming from because it's not coming from our partners or our children Mm. or or the boss and that doesn't mean people don't have difficult situations or circumstances that they find themselves in it's not like every workplace is is optimal or every every classroom is a great place to be but to know that your experience of that is always coming from inside of you mm-hmm. that your brain is projecting reality to you moment to moment and how that is so changeable because when you find yourself in a low mood it's like you have this very restricted vision you cannot see the world as it is Mm -hmm. you you can just see a tiny tiny speck of it and based on that you're going to to make a decision or 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 maneuver in life Mm -hmm. and when you your mood rises and you have more clarity more peace of mind when when your body's calm you have it's expansive it's like being on a mountaintop where you can see everything Mm -hmm. and nothing is the problem because you know what to do whether it's your physical uh, uh, chronic pain or whether it's anything to do with your children or your partner or work you know what to do and it doesn't come from a revved up stressed mind right. it comes from peace from feeling this peaceful clarity that we are that is our default state and we know that because we've felt that we've been at the other end and we have been in at this end where we can see that so much more of the time and that doesn't mean we are zen monks we don't (laughs) live constantly in this uh, state of bliss but it's so much easier to when you know it's there and when you know that this low is going to pass this is if you're angry or you're frustrated or because we feel every emotion there is and we're supposed to we're meant to feel it 
It's just that we ob- object and we don't want it there. And then we, we make it linger innocent. Yeah. There's so much goodness in what you're saying. And I want to go back a little bit to where you were talking about pain and how, where you had the, you had chronic pain and how it was there, even when it wasn't physically there. Is that what I'm understanding? Like with, I read a lot of your website and, and, and your story. So could you say more on that? Do you know, do you kind of know what I'm asking? <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're asking. Well, yeah. well with me, uh, I still have a, like something happened when my my second child was born so mm-hmm. i still have a physical uh, structural injury um okay. that means so i i cannot work in a in a kindergarten or in a as a preschool teacher which is my latest education besides this um being a coach uh but i can do so much more than i could uh and even though that structural thing is there uh, and it's not going anywhere. I have a really different relationship with it, and I have so much less pain in my daily life. I I couldn't walk anything. I had to start from scratch. My, mm-hmm. you know, when children start walking and crawling, they mm-hmm. they automatically learn how to use their arms like in the right way, so that when you step down on your right foot, your left arm goes forward. Okay. It's this motion, oh. and I didn't have that because my brain had forgotten. So I had to start from scratch and and learn how to to walk and move again because my body wasn't coordinated with my brain or anything. So it was kind of kind of funny and kind of uh, well. Uh, the point with that is that I couldn't do that before because I didn't trust my body. Okay. Because I felt broken. And then I started learning something about what pain is. And before I used to think that pain comes from my pelvic area. It's my pelvic area sending signals to my brain that mm-hmm. this is pain, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not like that. We have these these danger neurons um, around our body uh, and they sense temperature, pressure, acidity, I think. And when they overflow, they send this message to our spine and then that is sent to our brain. And then our brain interprets interprets that as pain. Mm. And sometimes our brains just get oversensitized and sense pain, even though there is no no injury there. So that's what I meant when I said sometimes chronic chronic pain can mean something else. So my chronic pain could be protecting me from other things that I was scared of. Uh, And I think a lot of people have experienced when they go through a difficult time in life, if they lose someone they love if there is a death or there is some serious illness then their pain will flare up even though perhaps they have had an uh, um, they broke their arm like 20 years ago they haven't had any pain in those 20 years and suddenly you lose your husband or you lose your mom and then the pain starts but that doesn't mean the injury is back it's just our bodies are communicating to us different things like Take care of yourself. Slow down. Don't stress. So it's a it's a kind message, but we keep misunderstanding the communication our bodies are sending us because our bodies are always trying to point us back to balance wow. in some way. And we go at the symptom instead and think, oh, no, there's something wrong with my arm that I broke 20 years ago. But no, it's not. Wow. There's yeah, it's huge. That's what I, I'm looking at Rob because that is so huge. I can't even, I can't, I hope that our listeners can hear what you're saying in this. I, I just, I, I hope know, you, they can hear some hope. 
yeah. I hope they can hear some hope if they are struggling because pain is not as solid as we think and pain is not our enemy yeah. that we definitely want to get rid of it but at the same time we are so happy when we have pain when we touch a flame or we get too close to something mm -hmm. and that pain when we get too close too close to something works even if it's not a physical thing there. It could be a, a relationship that you're not supposed to be in. It could be a workplace that's not for you. It could be that you are saying yes when you should be saying no. It could be, and, and I think so much of the chronic pain has to do with, we, we just love ourselves too little. There's too little self-love because that too is misunderstood. It's not selfish to love yourself. It's, it's what you're meant to do because then you can love others and give that love to others because it's it's what we're made to to do yeah i think but we are we're kind of innocently been been pointed to to look at pain and and physical symptoms that as our enemies and something to fight and something to get rid of yeah. but when we get curious as to what's really there we may learn something and we may grow and we may be able to have a really different life from what we, we did or what we think we had to have. Yeah. I have a question too, though, about you said you had the chronic pain and anxiety. Which came fir first for you? Was it always anxiety and then it was chronic pain? Oh, that's interesting because I think, I really think that worry or anxiety, worry came first. Okay. Worry came definitely first. And I know when it started. I didn't know at the time, obviously, because we get so much, it's so much easier to look back and say, oh, that's the way it was. When you're in it and you're 10 years old, you, you can't see that. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I was 10 years old, I lost my grandfather and he died like really suddenly and they lived close by so like 200 meters and that was a big shock to me and obviously everyone around me was grieving and in in shock too and from there I think my life were up to that point my life had looked really safe really secure I felt secure and safe in the world and after that that kind of rocked my safety and worry and anxiety was the way my brain was trying to protect me. And that um, continued into chronic pain, migraines at first, and then back pain, neck pain, knee pain. And some of it was, knee pain was probably structural. But anyway, it just continued for, well, I'm 47 now, and it continued until I was. Well, it's only in the couple last couple of years, two, three years, that I have started to trust my body more and to understand how the whole system works together and that neither my mind or my brain or my body is my enemy, but they're all my friends. We're, we're a team. We're in it together. Um, and trust has so much, so much to do with it. But of course, when we don't understand or we misunderstand innocently, we, we don't trust because we don't see any reason to trust a body that seems to be falling apart and is not carrying you the way you think it should. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so definitely worry came first and then pain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for so many people. Something in our childhood just rocks our safety in some way. And then our brain starts to protect us either with pain or anxiety or whatever there is to protect us. But it's always about the same, even though what happened or the situation or, or what difficulty you found yourself in is different. The brain just chooses something. And when we listen, it just continues. So with me, I listen to my pain. I tried to fight it off. And of course, my brain kept protecting me like that because it worked. 
Mm-hmm. I listen. Yeah. And now I don't listen so much. I listen, but I don't, I'm not hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. I'm curious when pain shows up, when I'm walking, going for a walk and pain shows up, instead of, of tensing up and becoming afraid, I just stop and have a stretch or a break for a couple of minutes. And then I keep on walking. But I, I cannot walk for miles, but compared to what I could a few years ago and what my life prospect looked like, it's, it's turned upside down, I would say, because yeah. from hopelessness to hope, from, from being so limited and, and afraid to uh, seeing possibilities and seeing that you can have balance and peace and well-being, even with physical pain or a physical disability. Mm. And I didn't think that was possible because because I, like so many, thought that peace of mind comes from outside of myself. And it does. But to know that is different from thinking, yeah, that may be true, probably true. It's really different when you really know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, your own name. That's what I say about this. Like, I know, I know this understanding, like I know my own name and then I forget and then I get, you know, I come back to it, but it's, it's our nature and it's, it's our nature and it's so beautiful. There's so much beauty in your story. I mean, hope is, is definitely the big word that I'm thinking like, cause you know, you've mentioned it, but, but it is, it's hope and it's just a tiny sliver. And that's all you need is that tiny, tiny sliver and look at it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's important what you say that we, we remember Mm -hmm. and then we forget, but, but somehow deep down, I think we know, but then we forget and we're caught up because we do, we, it's not like we, we don't listen to our mind stories because we do. Mm-hmm. obviously we get caught up too but it's so much easier still because you know it's going to pass yeah yeah and it doesn't last doesn't last as long and as somebody who lived completely in their brain which was me and I trusted it so much and I trusted the security and Rob and my mom and and everything else and Google like you know and and what what are they saying about me you know like yeah. it's like no you know and and seeing that and seeing that more and more now you know where I'm like no I'm gonna I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust and that's so huge. So how, so life now looks so different. And so what do you do? What are you doing to help others? Because I know that that's, that's your nature. That's what you're going to do. So what are you doing? Uh, well, I have my website where I have a few blog posts and I have written, written some stuff and I can, I'm going to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I, speak with people Mm. and especially about chronic pain or other chronic symptoms and stress because so many people I think are have these higher stress levels and they're so used to being stressed that they don't realize and they Mm -hmm. innocently misunderstand where that stress is coming from and some people think that there's positive stress and there's negative stress but our bodies react in pretty much the same way the same way uh when we're afraid of something that's real, we, we feel that in our bodies. And we can feel that same fear when we're watching a movie with something scary. And I think it's the same with stress. So even if you call it positive stress or negative stress, it's basically, I think, the same for our bodies because mm-hmm. the, the chemicals released are pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think there's so much to learn about stress because People blame their boss and their children and everything. And, and I guess many people work too much and they, there, there is a lot of pressure in, in society to be very productive and efficient and all of that. But how much do you get done if you're stressed all the time? You perhaps think you get a lot done, but you do get a lot more done 
when you're calm and present and you know where stress is coming from and you know it's coming from inside of you, even though it's it's innocent and it's it's not something we do on purpose. It's so it's so much easier when you know it's uh, projected to you by your brain. Yeah. And that that too is a signal. That too is communication. And the trust and I I'm going back to the trust of the brain, like trusting the brain. I I don't want to put all of my credence there anymore, you know, because like now I'm like, nope, that's just a brain being busy. That's just my brain just doing what it's doing. But me, I'm going to trust and, and just go with the, fl- go with the flow is, is how I kind of like, you know, whatever, like, where am I right now? I'm present, you know? And then I tell my brain, no, your job is to beat my, you know, heart, pump my, you know, pump my, br- pump my heart. What do we do? What does it do? pump our hearts and, mm-hmm. you know, make our lungs, you know, work and grow my digestion. Nails. Digestion. Yeah. yeah. That's your job. Your job isn't to, to get involved in all those other things, but like you said, it's innocent. It's innocent. We're conditioned to give so much, give so much outside. And, you know, so I just yeah. love that too, about stress, even though right, yeah. before, right before this, we were having a little stressful moment here. <laughs> in yeah. Thank you. Same here. So that was quite, quite similar. (laughs) But you know what? It's like real and it's forgotten quicker. You know, like I'm not going to hold a grudge for the next month (laughs) because, because Hannah decided to do, you know, a concert before, right? Yeah, but that's nice. You know, and Rob had a, Rob had a run to the, you know, the men's room here, you know? Yeah, stuff happens. Life happens. Yeah, life life still happens. And it's that's yeah. that's the thing. And you don't have to get in and then get involved. So what are you thinking? I'm I'm just taking it all in. I know. Um the the one part that's just amazing is in essence, the concept of the principles is a more in-depth version of the old um thought process that we used to have of, you know, positive thoughts, positive outcome. And that's the thing. And ultimately the the truth of it is really just acknowledging the thoughts is a positive outcome. Just acknowledging that it's there and and letting the body do healing. Like you said earlier, and it's so true. So many people get so sick, not necessarily from physical. There is that, that physical part of of pain but a lot of it is is the mind helping it out and and that's the thing is is once we get out of that there's so much room for improvement on on a multitude of things and the body can do so much healing if you let the body do what it's supposed to do yeah that's so true and all the stories our mind is making up is to protect us but we don't Mm -hmm. have to i trust my brain but i don't trust my mind so much the narrator so there's a distinction there there you go yeah when i was recovering slowly from the the really debilitating chronic pelvic pain my brain used to or my mind used to tell me all kinds of stories when pain showed up mm-hmm. just in the morning when when you woke up and your brain started scanning if there was pain i could believe before that when my mind said oh it's going to be one of those days but after you start questioning that you can say ah perhaps not <laughs> so now instead of if I have pain, instead of not trying, I just try. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I tried because you cannot know if you don't try. Mm-hmm. And and small steps. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like you, you, well, you have to start learning to walk before you can run. Not that I run. I never run. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> but anyway, so it's, it's being gentle with ourselves when we're starting to trust our bodies again when we have chronic pain and that's what i'm 
trying to help my clients see That's that it's not about eating the whole cake at once. You can start with one bite mm-hmm. and then see mm-hmm. how are you doing mm-hmm. and then slowly build that trust mm-hmm. and build that body. Because when you have been not doing much for a long time, like like me, there's not, not, not much muscle power or muscles left and our bodies can forget, kind of forget how to move. Mm-hmm. But we can learn that again. That's amazing so, that, you, mm-hmm. that you did that. That you that you re, rebuilt yourself really a big a better version. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, yeah, I was at what felt like the end of the of my rope, both physically and and mentally. If you, we are separating the two, mm-hmm. even though they are the same, it's uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. And now it's just so different. I feel whole in so such a different way so it's um yeah absolutely beautiful oh i love this i love this and i know that you worked with um dr amy johnson yeah i did we just did a a chronic pain workshop and that's uh, being made into a course a 10-hour course for people to to watch and listen we coached for women with chronic pain for lovely women it was really a such a great and beautiful experience and it's not about getting rid of all the pain mm-hmm. because that's not an option for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some conditions are where pain is is a big part. It's maybe not possible to totally change. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone learning about this understanding and how the mind works and how the brain works with pain can experience less stress and tension and experience less pain. Because with understanding, you don't get so afraid. And that fear is like tension and stress in our bodies, fear and resistance. So when you stop being so afraid, it's so much easier to to be with that pain, to feel that pain instead of pushing it away. And when you start to feel that pain instead of pushing, it just gets less so. Yeah, it's amazing the way that works. And you're right, that word, that fear is so huge. I was so for me, the anxiety was so was fear. It was complete and total fear of myself, everything around me. And then when I started slowly, very slowly getting away from that fear and trusting, and it's like night and day, you know, night and day difference. And the anxiety now comes, but I don't fear it. I know that it's, there's a reason for it. There's like, you know, or whatever, whatever's going on. I say to myself, Oh, you know, there's a busy, busy mind there. You know, you're just chattering away and then, you know, kind of not, not getting on the train with it, (laughs) not really like putting, putting definitions to it or anything like that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely the opposite of what we're taught, like really, you know, where you have to dig in there. And and I know that I've said that many times before, but you don't have to dig, you don't have to dig anymore. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful hope. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't identify so much with anxiety or any feeling that shows up or pain. It's yeah. not you anymore. It's there. It's showing up through you, but it's not anything to do with you really, because it's just what bodies do. They do weird stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's not very fun. No. But it passes. And especially if we don't fear it and resist it so much, but see that it's okay. I can can my pain can come in for tea. I don't have to <laughs> have it spend the night in the guest room or permanently move in. Right. <laughs> right. Giving the, yeah. the brochure, the tourist area around them and, and let, let pain <laughs> yeah. go on its way. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so this has been absolutely wonderful. And um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we ask our final question? No, 
No, I don't think so. I think I've been talking enough. <laughs> oh, I think I think it's just so helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. just so much hope, really. That's my biggest thing. Hope and chronic pain, I think I'm going to call this one because oh, that's beautiful. there is so much hope. I, I, I know for me, I've had several insights for me with, with um, not only anxiety, but also eating, which we're talking about chronic pain, but you know, but we're really talking about a universal thing about all of us. And so, yeah, I had several things happen during this, this um, conversation. So I absolutely love it. Um, So our last question that we like to ask is what do you like to do for fun? Oh, I, um, I love reading uh, and I love uh, British comedy and (laughs) British crime fiction. Like me. I always joke joke about having room in my car for a couple of bodies if if need be <laughs> and a blanket to cover them. That's just a joke. But uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we've been watching so much uh, British crime fiction that we're almost disappointed every time we go to the UK and we don't see a dead body somewhere. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, I love Ricky Gervais and the show Derek. It's okay. just seven episodes, but it's just so, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. I can watch that again and again. And <laughs> Friends and Seinfeld, they just never grow old. Oh, I know. That, yeah. that dry humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Too funny. Yeah. I'm watching a new one. It's Mom right now. Oh, I, I haven't heard about that. I'm oh, it's really on Netflix. So it's dry. It's very dry, but it's very funny. I love, I love that just where you have to listen. <laughs> you kind of have to listen and then you're like laughing his out loud. I like to laugh out loud. Like I don't like that. Like, <laughs> So that's a suggestion in case you're looking, but it's not, yeah. there's no murder, not so far at least, but so yeah, don't, yeah. I don't want you disappointed. <laughs> no, I like comedy as well. But so it's very funny. Comedy yeah. and, and uh, other kind of comedies and documentaries. And mm-hmm. uh, my, my husband is a big history, history and football fan. So oh. that's where he, that's where he goes. So I'm not so into old history as he is, but uh, yeah. documentaries is, is fine. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool though. That's fun. So tell our listeners where to find you, please, because I think they are going to want to. Uh, well, I have a website that's uh, www.ostvikcoaching.com, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where you can find my email address and my links to this to social media and stuff. Okay. Uh, but I'm not not that active on social media yet. I'm working on that, but uh, my website is there with quite a lot to read so please reach out if you want to have a free conversation or just uh, some um, email communication that's really nice too Uh, yeah yeah it's a beautiful website and I love the color that's our color and the teal color like that's just so we just love that in our house everything has to be teal (laughs) with Hannah so it's it's beautiful but I mean there is so much reading on there and there's just so much again, hope, hope and chronic pain. And I just, I absolutely love it. And we love you and we love talking to you. And this has been wonderful. What do you think, Rob? I think for those who may not use the internet, if they want to check out uh, the information, they just, some night, if you see the Northern Lights, just follow them <laughs> and eventually you'll get to where you're going. Now, now it's funny because thinking about just even the Northern Lights and in our discussion that we had today, and that that's one of the other things I like to live upon too, is all the beauty around us. 
Christmas that most people take for granted. I mean, the Northern Lights, people have heard of it and yeah, okay, they're they're okay. But but it's just one of those amazing, uh, amazing, amazing things in nature that's just there for the taking for us to view and, and appreciate how how wonderful things really can be. Yeah, that's so true. And when we are really stressed and tensed, we, we see it, but we don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. So when we are more calm and, and more present, we get to appreciate everything in nature and everything around us and all the, the lovely people around mm-hmm. it's you see their beauty too in such a different way you just you don't just see their what's on the outside you mm-hmm. see like the real them yeah yep. and that's where the true beauty really is it truly is yeah. it's the inside yeah. stuff i know it seems so like wooey wooey and all that stuff but it's true and once you finally see it you're like what all those little quotes and things are Mm -hmm. you know true it is true yeah they make sense in such a different way i think before i just loved those quotes i've always loved them but yeah somehow they were okay kind of out there or Mm -hmm. i i don't really get it i i wish i felt like that but Mm -hmm. unfortunately i don't but i'm i'm trying to yeah i'm hoping to and now it's like yeah that's the way it is. Yep. That's the way yep. it is. It's and it's real. so beautiful. It's reality. Well, thank you so much. Yes, and thank um, you. yeah, this is wonderful. And we'll talk to you again someday, hopefully. But please check um, check everything out on Kirstie's website. It's absolutely beautiful. And thank you so much for being here with thank us you. this afternoon. Take care. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Some very powerful wisdom and words from a, a very kind, gentle soul. Yeah, she's beautiful inside and out. And I really, I love what she has to say about chronic pain. And I related so differently to her talking about the chronic pain in relation to my struggles with anxiety. I heard so much more than if somebody was talking about anxiety, if that makes any sense. But I wanted to tell you guys too that Kirstie and Amy Johnson have an absolutely wonderful course right now at Amy's website. So I'm going to link that below. And I think that if you suffer with chronic pain, it would be well worth looking into that course and the investment that in not only your, you know, not only yourself, but also in your well-being. So. All right. So another great episode here. Um, We have plenty more coming from where we are at this point. So we hope you stick around. Hope you enjoy the podcast can always get podcasts uh, anywhere they are available. Yeah, it's really cool that we can do that. And then I also have been linking up different categories. So like all change coaches are in one thing. The whole thing that we did with Maria Brigantino is in one thing. Anything that I do separately with um, the in-between podcast is linked separately as well. So as we get closer to the end of this year and move into the next, we have more great guests for you. And more great topics between you and I, Patricia. Absolutely. I'm very excited for all of this. Until next time, my name is Rob. And I'm Patricia. Thanks for joining us today here on Our Imperfect Life. Thank you for joining us today. Reach out to us by email at ourimperfectlifepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter at ourimperfectlifepodcast.com. Tune in again next time for Our Imperfect Life.